This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talk money to me. Welcome to Talk Money To Me. This is your Need To Know Financial Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Candice Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas, where we make the complex simple. Now, in this Need To Know episode, we wanted to share with you our end of financial year tips, all 14 of them. 14. Exciting. Strap in, guys. So as always, before we jump into this episode, a reminder that the information we chat about in our show is not considered personal advice, even though we are registered financial advisors at Shoreham Partners. So please note that this podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. So with that out of the way, let's dive into those 14 tips because the end of financial year, Felicity, is just around the corner. Can you believe it? We're almost in July, right? It is. It's crazy how quickly this year's passed. I think they're getting faster. I know everyone says that, but I think there's something in there. It's as you get older, the years get faster. (laughs) Damn. Okay. Number one, need to know going into the end of FY22, number one, we think is know your taxable income for the year. So the first thing you need to know or consider is roughly what your taxable income is going to be so that you can formulate the most appropriate structure or strategy to reduce your tax and improve your financial situation. If you're a PAYG employee, this should actually be on your pay slips. If you're self-employed, it's going to be a little bit harder. So you're going to have to work that out yourself. The other thing is if you have investment properties and other types of investments that generate income, you're also going to have to organise all of that. Potentially an Excel spreadsheet could be your best friend. Or definitely reach out to your accountant if you've got one. The second one is looking at selling some underperforming shares and triggering a capital loss. Uh, If you no longer believe in the business, it's probably a good time to do that, seeing as the market's off uh, quite a bit currently. So if you've got other investments like shares that you don't want to hold for the long term, look at selling them before 30 June. Uh, In particular, it can come in handy if you have triggered some capital gains this year. Now, also remember, if you trigger a loss this financial year, it doesn't mean that you have to have a gain this financial year. The loss can be used at any time until it's actually used up. There's no time limit. All right, Candice. So what is tip number three? So tip number three, deferring your redundancy or retirement payment or income until the next financial year. So 1st of July onwards. So deferring these payments to a new financial year may actually reduce the amount of tax payable on any unused leave or lump sum termination payments you may have. So if you're self-employed or have a business, you may be able to actually strategically defer your income to the next financial year, you know, by delaying invoices and such like, um, if you're concerned that your level of income for this current financial year could be too high. So you can just defer it. That's it. And I think this is something that you probably need to speak to your accountant about because it can be a little bit complex, especially when it comes to redundancy or retirement payments. 
And number four, Felicity, what's our fourth tip? All right. So the fourth tip is private health insurance. Now, this is something that is talked about a lot um, and something that you don't necessarily think that you need. But I'm a strong believer in private health insurance. And I'll tell you why. It takes a lot of stress off our public system, for one. But the main reason is a benefit for you personally. So if you're a single earning more than $90,000 per year or a family earning more than $180,000 and you don't have hospital private health insurance at 30 June, you will actually pay an additional 1% to 1.5% Medicare levy surcharge on top of the 2% Medicare levy surcharge by all taxpayers. That is additional tax on top of the tax that you're already paying. Now, if you don't have this appropriate level of cover by the 1st of July after you turn 31 and decide to take it out later, you'll also be subject to a lifetime healthcare cover loading. So it's LHC. Now this is actually a government penalty that means you have to pay an extra 2% on top of your premium for every year you don't have a policy. So anyone that is turning 31 this year and do not have hospital cover, seriously look at getting it. Do yourself a birthday favour. That's it. You'll be paying a <laughs> additional tax for the rest of your life. <laughs> Not fun. No, that's, that's a really good tip. So reiterate that fourth tip, private health uh, insurance, really important. That's Look into it. it, guys. Now, Candice, what is tip number five? So prepaying any deductible expenses. So we talked about kind of deferring income across the financial year. This is the same concept, but with expenses. So for example, if you can prepay some of your deductible expenses, you can bring forward your tax deduction and reduce your accessible income. So, you know, prepaying 12 months interest on a fixed rate, like an investment loan, any charitable donations. Obviously, if it's got DGR1 status, that means it's a deductible expense. And then prepaying up to 12 months premium on income protection policy held outside super. That's it. So, I mean, those are only a couple of the deductible expenses that you can look at paying up front. You can also look at potentially buying some equipment that you might need for work as well. Get that before 30 June. Obviously, you don't want to go overboard there though either and make sure you keep your receipts. Everyone was doing the car, remember? You could get up to like 30,000 of equipment in a vehicle. So everyone rushed out to get those utes. Especially if you're a business owner, there's quite a lot of concessions. So again, something that you need to talk to your accountant about. And then that brings us to tip number six. So if you have an investment property, make sure you're maximizing your deductions, right? Felicity, talk us through that tip. If you've got an investment property, it's really important to look at getting a depreciation schedule. That's an absolute must. And I know a lot of people don't actually have this. So you can get a depreciation schedule for your appliances as well as building depreciation. Um, You can also claim rental advertising costs, loan interest, council rates, land tax, strata fees, repairs and maintenance, pest control and insurance. So those are a couple to name a few. All right. So obviously this is number six of 14. But before we get to number seven, which gets even more exciting, uh, we're going to have a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, we are back. So, guys, very exciting. Candice, can you please tell us tip number seven, what else we can do to look at reducing our taxable income for FY22? So one of the biggest things to help reduce your tax is a super environment, right? A lot of advisors talk about it. We're going to talk about it on our show today because contributing to super can be a super tax effective way, not only to build your wealth through retirement, but also it reduces your taxable income. So the concessional cap for FY22 is set at 27,500, 27,500. That is the limit. Correct. It's an increase from the 25,000, which was last financial year. So yep. it's slightly Thank you, higher. government. Whoop. <laughs> and it's probably going to go up, right? Because the SG contribution went from nine, nine and a half, now 10. So here's the nitty gritty. If your super balance is under half a million dollars, 500,000K, you're able to use any catch up concessional contributions that you may have not used. 2018 slash 2019 fiscal year was the first financial year you could accrue the unused cap amounts. And these amounts have been basically accumulating from the 1st of July, 2019. Unused cap amounts can be carried forward up to the five years before they expired. So if you didn't use all of your cap as of the 1st of July, 2019 onwards, you're a good candidate for this unused concessional contribution. If you haven't put any money into the super environment since FY19, you could be eligible to contribute up to $77,500 this financial year as a personal deductible contribution. $77,500 this year using the unused cap, but if not, the regular cap is $27,500. I think what's important to note here is your personal deductible contributions are part of your concessional cap. So your employer will put in your SG contribution, which is 10%. It's actually going to be 10.5% as of the 1st of July. So your unused portion is what they haven't put in from your employment. Okay. We're going to stay in the super world for tip number eight. Felicity, what's the eighth tip? So this is the other type of contribution, your non-concessional contribution. So converting your savings to retirement savings. Now, although these contributions don't actually reduce your taxable income for the year, once the money is invested in super, the earnings are taxed at a maximum rate of 15% instead of your marginal tax rate of 47%. So this lower tax rate can actually help build up your savings for your retirement that when you do retire, you can also transfer your super into retirement phase pension, which is currently $1.7 million. And within this pension phase, you won't pay any tax on investment earnings or any income payments you receive from age 60 onwards. So currently the cap is $110,000 each financial year, or you can put $330,000 in, triggering the bring forward rule. So what that means is you can put a lump sum of $330,000 after tax, but you won't be able to put in the $110,000 for the next three years. 
Yeah, when you go past the Monopoly board, you can't collect your Go monies, right? Because when you use your 330K, you're tapped out for three years. That's it. You can't collect. to note. <laughs> you can't collect your winnings. That's Bug up it. for three years. You've got to be benched. That's it. <laughs> um, so, Candice, what is number nine? So, staying within super, did you know that the government has a co-contribution rule? So, how this works is if you earn less than $41,114 per annum, or less in the current fiscal year, so FY21 ending in FY22, so 30 June just around the corner, and at least 10% of your income is derived from your job or your business, you may want to make a contribution of up to $1,000 into your super. Because if you do that, if you put $1,000 into your super, the government will actually make a co-contribution of up to $500 into your super. That's basically free money. Yeah. That's so fantastic. So now you're getting one, one and a half grand in. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's it. Now, if you get a little bit more technical, if you earn between that $41,114 and $56,113, who comes up with these numbers? 114, 113. Like someone's... <laughs> so <laughs> random. Someone is definitely taking a piss. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but if you, if you earn between that sort of benchmark, let's call it 41K to 56K, you may receive a partial amount of $500 through the co-contribution. And once you earn above $56,112, unfortunately you're not eligible. So if you earn $56,113, sorry, no. no. (laughs) But maybe $56,111, you're good to go. That's it. So, but anyways, definitely chat to your accountant because beware that earnings include accessible income, reportable fringe benefits and reportable employer super contribution. There's lots of other conditions you need to be aware of, but this is a really neat trick that a lot of people don't actually know about. And this is something your financial advisor can run through with you. So probably best to speak to your financial advisor here. And that brings us to number 10, which is probably my favourite tip to consider end of financial year. It's spouse contribution. So again, more super talk. That's it. So look, if your spouse is not working and earns a low income below 37,000, thank you government, a nice even number, you may want to consider making an after-tax contribution of up to 3000 into their super account. Now, this strategy could potentially benefit you both, right? Your spouse's super account gets a little boost and you may qualify for a tax offset of up to $540. Now, if your spouse earns between 37000 and 40000 you can also qualify for a partial amount of that tax offset benefit. If your spouse, however, does earn more than 40000 you can still definitely contribute to their super, but you'll not actually receive any tax offset benefit there, um, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Now, Candice, what is number 11? Again, we're still in the, the, super, uh, the super topic. This is actually probably one of my favourite ones. So it doesn't stop there with the spouse contributions when it comes to the super environment. You can split it. So what we mean by that is this strategy involves giving your spouse some of your concessional super annuation contributions. So it went from nine, nine and a half, ten, it's moving to ten and a half next financial year. And you can actually decide as a loving spouse to split up to 85% of your concessional contributions each year. Now this could benefit if your partner, for example, has taken time off work on maternity leave and is not receiving any contribution payments. You know, a hot topic is women falling behind on their retirement savings because they take time out of the workforce to have children, well, this is a preventative measure. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And also it can be paternity leave too. And 
it's not up to the full 100%. You can't give all of your spouse the 100% SG and that's because there's a 15% contributions tax that is set by the ATO when contributions are made. So that makes sense. There's a number of benefits and reasons why couples do this, like Felicity touched on, you know, potentially you're gaining access to your super sooner if your spouse is older, for example. You're helping equalise the superannuation balances and and boosting your spouse's retirement savings, win-win. And you're reducing your total balance if you're nearing the 1.7 million cap inside super. That's right. Actually, we use this for clients when one spouse is significantly older and closer to retirement. So say one is 60 and one is 50. It does make a lot of sense to split it uh, just because they have access to tax-free income a lot sooner. With all these rules really that we're, we're talking about, the contribution splitting has to be done before 30 June. Obviously, that makes sense by completing the appropriate form and submitting it to your super fund. It's important to note that contribution splitting does not reduce the amount counted towards your own concessional contribution cap. No, that's a shame. It'd be great if it did though. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone, would. a little loophole, grey yeah. area, but no, the government has thought of that. <laughs> Alrighty, so that now brings us to 12. We've got two to go. What is our 12th tip? the pension minimum drawdowns. So obviously during COVID, the government actually reduced the requirement to take out the full 4%, say, for your super. If you're under 65, they reduced it to 2%. Uh, They've actually decided to keep this uh, for not only FY22, but also FY23 due to all the volatility. Um, You know, what a lot of pensioners want to do is not actually take out all of their money. Because the market's been volatile, they're actually not you know, up as much as they would have liked to be. Um, So having this concession where they're not forced to take out a larger amount from this tax-free environment is quite uh, beneficial. So that is another little tip uh, for not only FY22, but FY23. Let's stick with superannuation and go with tip number 13. So this tip is all about superannuation contribution eligibility and the changes. The government loves to keep them changing. So as of the 1st of July, 2022, there are a number of new changes for older Australians in relation to the superannuation contributions, which could provide significant strategic opportunities in our opinion. Some of the changes have actually included, so firstly, the removal of the work test requirement for non-concessional contributions and salary sacrificing contributions for individuals aged between 67 and 74. And then the second one to note is they've extended the eligibility to make the non-concessional contributions under the bring forward rule to individuals aged under 75 at the beginning of the financial year. The removal of the work test will not apply to the personal deductible contributions, right? So individuals between 67 and 74 wishing to claim perhaps a tax deduction for personal contributions may still meet the work test or to be eligible to apply the work test exemption. So that is point number seven, guys. So you still need to meet the work test if you want to make a personal deductible contribution over the age of 67. Final tip for end of financial year to consider, bring us home, Felicity, what is that? 
All right. So this is number 14, downsizer contribution. So this is actually a relatively new legislation that the government only brought out a couple of years ago, essentially to incentivise older Australians to actually sell their main residence and boost their superannuation retirement savings. Essentially, it allows uh, people to contribute some or potentially all of the proceeds of the sale of their main residence home into superannuation without impacting any of their contribution caps. So essentially, from the 1st of July 2022, the eligible age has actually been reduced from 60 down to 65 years old. And there's also no upper age limit on this type of contributions. So for people that qualify, the maximum contribution that can be made into super is $300,000 each. So if both members of a couple actually meet this criteria, sell their main residence, they can put in $600,000 as a couple. Now, unlike any other types of contributions, this downsizer can be made regardless of the total super balance. So a lot of the other contribution types can't be made if you're over 1.7 million, such as non-concessional contributions, but the downsizer contribution can. So it's a good thing to start thinking about if you want to boost your super and you're looking at selling your main residence. And I've always wondered this, you might know the answer, Felicity. Do you reckon the government actually counts your square meter and goes, have you actually downsized? Or have you upgraded the house? <laughs> you know what? I do know the answer. And no, they don't actually check whether you have downsized So you could actually se. sell your main residence and, you know, maybe get a, a, a place by the pool, get some more bedrooms for the grandkids, technically upsize, but still get to use this awesome contribution rule. Well, that's it, right? You could sell your, I don't know, $5 million property in Sydney and buy a $2 million larger property, you know, potentially, I don't know, Queensland. Yeah. Well, obviously outside Sydney outside right. Sydney uh, because <laughs> you're not going to get that in Sydney, get a bigger property, um, but still have money left over to put into super. That's it. So we hope you got some value out of those 14 tips. There's lots and lots and lots of tips out there, but these are the ones that we always come back to for ourselves and for our clients. That's why May, June is very busy for financial advisors in Australia. Now, before we sign off, please remember and note that although Felicity and I are financial advisors at Shoring Partners, as always, our discussion today and on the pod does not constitute as personal financial advice. You should always go out and seek professional financial advice or tax advice before making any of your financial or investment decisions. And as always, if you've got any questions, reach out to us, tmtm at equitymates.com or our Instagram handle is Talk Money to Me Podcast. Uh, follow us there for daily market updates. Until next time. See you then. Talk Money to Me is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. 
In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.